0: Plague in Ireland in the Tudor Period by Charles Creighton. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Chad Horner. The accounts of plague in Ireland in the Tudor Period are not many, but some of them are of interest. The province of Munster is said to have had a pestilence raging in it, in 1504, evidently not a famine fever, for the dearth and mortality therefrom came in 1505. There is no doubt as to the reality of the next plague in Ireland in 1520. The Earl of Surrey writes from Dublin to Wolsey on the 3rd of August, 1520. There is a marvellous death in all this country which is so sore that all the people be fled out of their houses into the fields and woods, where they in likewise die wonderfully, so that their bodies be dead like swine, unburied. On the 23rd of July, he had already written that there was sickness in the English Peel, and on the 6th of September, he wrote again that the death continued in the English Peel. It is perhaps the same epidemic, or an extension of it, that is referred to as the Plague Raging in Munster in 1522. On the same authority, a most violent plague is said to have been in the city of Cork in 1535, and a Great Plague in the same in 1547. The earlier of those dates corresponds probably to a season of ill health in Ireland generally. 1536. This year was a sickly, unhealthy year, in which numerous deaths namely a general plague, and smallpox, that is, a disease with an Irish name supposed to be smallpox, and a flux plague, and the bed distemper prevailed exceedingly. In a state letter from Ireland, September 10th, 1535, the prevalence of plague is mentioned. In the winter of 1566 to 1567, a remarkable outbreak of plague occurred among the English troops quartered around the old monastery of the Derry, at the head of Loch Foyle, where Londonderry was afterwards built. The men were landed there in October, and by November the flux was raining among them wonderfully. On December 18th and January 13th, many of the soldiers are dead, the rest are discontented, and provisions are short. On February 16th, The sickness continues in this miserable place and on March 26th the death at the dairy is said to be by cold and infection. The survivors to be removed to Strangford Haven. Only 300 men were fit for service out of 1,100 and several officers of rank were dead. The men's quarters had been built over the graveyard of the ancient abbey and the infection of plague was ascribed at the time of the emanations from the soil. The scarcity was general in Ireland that winter, and was attended by great mortality. Sir Philip Sidney, the Lord Deputy, writes to the Queen on April 20th, 1567, Yea, the view of the bones and skulls of your dead subjects, who partly by murder, partly by famine, have died in the fields, is such that hardly any Christian with dry eye could behold in 1575, there was a severe and widespread outbreak of plague. The localities specially named being Wexford, Dublin, Nass, Athigh, Carlow and Lelan. The city of Dublin was as if deserted of people, so that grass grew in the streets and at the doors of churches. New no term was held after Trinity and prayers were appointed by the archbishop throughout the whole province. The extremity of the plague in Ireland was such that the English troops sent by way of Chester and Holyhead had difficulty in finding a safe place to land. Whether that outbreak had been connected with the military operations, as afterwards in Cromwell's time, the information does not enable us to judge. But Chester and other places near, in direct communication with Ireland, had been visited with plague the year before, 1574. End of Plague in Ireland in the Chitter Period by Charles Creighton